Well, I think it, it, it helps to be popular because it means you're going to get another job as far as being an actress is concerned. But as a singer and a songwriter, I'm not sitting in the studio writing music hoping that I'm going to get people's approval. I can't think of that. Well, but if they don't I, like one of your albums, you well, have a problem, I've been don't that. you? I've made records that people haven't liked. That's okay. And what happened? To you, to life yourself. goes on. I mean, there's, I, I, I have an audience of people that have been really faithfully my fans, and, you know, some records sell more than others. That's life. That's the fabric of life. I mean, you have to deal with that. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place where everybody knows the damn truth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the MLVC podcast. You're listening to Stefan. Hey, I'm Tony, and I won't let you drive me crazy. A-A-A-Z. Tony, I can't believe it. We're back. We're recording again. It's been a couple weeks off. Yeah, it has. Uh, how was your Pride? Did you have a good time? Pride was great. Yeah, it was uh, celebratory and fun. I got to hang out with friends and... Uh, and we'll, we'll get to Madonna on Pride Island in a second, but she did factor her way into my Pride experience as oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yes. How uh, was your Pride? My Pride was really, it was very different, but it was fun. I was in San Francisco, so I spent Pride there and flew back the next day and had a little bit of Pride here. So I had like maybe one foot in each city. Oh, yes. yeah. I saw there was a picture of you with Oksana and Jeannie. That's right. So I get off my flight from New York to San Francisco and I'm walking towards the gate to meet my friend and I see Oksana and Jeannie and Oksana's huge dog. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. I can't can't get away from them. Can't get away from them. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. I had sadly just missed their screening the day before at the Presidio Theater. But, um, you know, I've seen the film and I recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. And it was great to just regroup with them. They were on their way to Los Angeles for another great screening and San Diego as well. A couple of days later, I was lost in the city and I happened upon the Presidio Theater. And it's, it's a really great old, old, you know, theater. And I, it looked like they had a great screening in San Francisco. Yeah, now she, uh, she's been hustling. Yeah, yeah. So I think her next plans from what I've been reading is that it's going to be released digitally. So keep an eye out for that. Oh, yeah, that way uh, more... Love of the masses can see the Like a Prayer documentary. It'll, it'll be, that's a good thing. Yeah, and more international screenings. I think she's going to be going down to S- South America. Yeah, who knows? She'll be all over the place. Yeah. Keep an eye out. We'll, we'll keep you posted for sure. Um, but yeah, I, so um, I just, I'm looking at the, the fine attire that you're wearing, Tony. It's, uh, you're very, very Madame X appropriate right now. Are you envious of my long sleeve black? Madame X t-shirt. I, well, I'm not very, I'm not a fan of sleeves, <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, I, I too am wearing my uh, Madame X with her, her scarf. It's her, her Russian mama look, or how would we describe this? What is this? I, I don't know. When I see that, I see freedom fighter. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Her with the braid and the little, yeah, that's a, it's a slightly crooked though on the t-shirt. I got to say, I am, um, they, they, it, print, it printed wrong. This is actually not the first piece of Madame X merch that I got that was printed erroneously. The uh, uh, And people, this is not a swipe at Madonna because obviously she is not in the factory silk screening the no. t-shirt herself. 
Um, but yeah, the 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 Madame X T-shirt I got uh, as part of my album bundle. The uh, the print is slightly crooked, but I also got, which I did not think I was going to get on time, the Pride Island uh, Madonna World Pride T-shirt. Oh, nice! Which looks great, but they printed that one wrong too because the front has the graphic of her with the black hat and all the different colors, but so does the back of the T-shirt which it's not supposed to be printed like that. So basically they printed the front on the front and on the back as well. Um, I'm currently going back and forth with Live Nation about if I can get the proper t-shirt. But I I don't know if that's a possibility. I feel like Live Nation is getting a lot of phone calls because I still have not received my Like a Prayer t-shirt that I ordered back in March. Oh my God, still? No, I still haven't received it. I called Live Nation and they said that, quote, they are having a lot of problems filling their orders with Madonna.com, unquote. And I think this might have something to do with the pop-up shop. Yeah, so you weren't, you didn't go to the pop-up shop? I wasn't here for it, no. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the pop-up shop was, I think, Fans loved it. I think, you know, if you were in New York City and were able to stop by the pop-up shop, it was kind of fun to sort of be able to go and experience like a Madonna store, which was fun. It was it was a good thing. I feel like it was very Instagrammable. Well, so let me give some pros of the Madonna pop-up shop. Uh, and then I will, because as a marketer myself, I'm used to like where the marketable opportunities in, in something like the, like a pop-up shop. So Pros, pop-up shop, it was a destination. If you were in New York City, it was a chance to sort of swing by and feel like you were like in this Madonna store that was speaking to you. You know, like it was kind of fun to just walk in and be immersed in, you know, her videos are playing up on the screen. There's Madonna music on the loudspeakers. There's, and it's all Madonna merchandise, you know, like it's all t-shirts and pins and stickers. And I think they had some vinyl albums. And so like, it was kind of fun to sort of just like, be in uh, Madonna world in a store for, you know, like yeah. the first time, which was fun. I mean, I, that's what I sort of like loved about it. Mm-hmm. But I do feel there was a bit of a missed opportunity there because like you said, it was an Instagramable moment. Give us a reason to like post about it on social, you know, like there should have been like maybe like a Madame X cutout that we could have posed with and then hashtag, you know, like Madonna pop-up shop or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, uh, I, I don't know, maybe like a Madonna mannequin. I don't know, something you're like, or like props to put on like a, an eye patch. There were no eye patches. Yeah, I get it. Something experiential where you feel like you're part of the action. Correct. Yeah. And it just sort of like that. Well, and then also from a merchandise standpoint, the reason you probably haven't gotten your like a prayer t-shirt yet is because they were there. They were, <laughs> Uh, I had gone to the pop-up shop expecting there to be Pride Island t-shirts, which Mm -hmm. I was going to purchase if, because, you know, Live Nation had sent me a note saying your Pride Island t-shirt is not going to arrive on time for Pride. And I was like, well, that was not well planned out. But they did not have any Pride Island t-shirts there, uh, which, again, missed opportunity. You have, it's the weekend before Pride and there's no Pride Madonna t-shirts there. But, oh, well, uh, you know, I guess... There's nothing they can do about it. I I, I had an in with uh, an inside connection with the pop-up shop, and he had said it was basically just something they decided to do on the fly. It was not sort of planned out. So yeah. that maybe is sort of why it wasn't as experiential or 
well conceived. I mean, you know, it's just a, they, it's a turnover space. They use that Live Nation uses that space over and over and over again for various events oh, okay. and whatnot. So it's not like they just commandeered a store. It was just it's an empty space yeah. that they use for whatever artists. So it was up for a week, right? I yes. think it ended right before Pride. Yeah, it was. I forget what day it opened. I think I, I was watching Instagram people who we follow and people were stopping by on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. I would pop by every now and again. They were m- underestimating the fervor of a Madonna fan yeah. because they were literally unable to keep stuff sh- shelved. Like merchandise was just flying off the wow. shelves so fast. They were out of things. But like, I mean, I was there the day before it opened and got a little sneak preview inside the shop. And then I went back two days later and merchandise was already sort of like ran through. It was, I mean, that's great. Yeah. You know, people are getting their Madonna merch, but I just, yeah, I was, I mean, the one thing I felt they should have had that they didn't was like hard to find collectibles, you know, like where was like your viewing of like uh, an unopened sex book for sale or, you know, like. I wanted some like hard to find Madonna items and they did not have that. Yeah. Especially since it, you know, it was positioned to happen right around world pride. And there were literally millions of gay men from around the world in New York city. And I'm just, just going to guess that maybe a quarter of them may have been Madonna fans. Yeah. It was a bit baffling, but like I said, I think they were sort of, it was something they came up with on the fly, Live Nation, and yeah. they were just like, let's just do it. And so they did it, and they did their best that they can. I'm hoping maybe because it was such a runaway success that, and Live Nation, if you're listening, um, her tour opens September 12th, have a pop-up shop prior to the tour opening. Perhaps in Brooklyn. Yes, or in the same space and just mm-hmm. give advance notice and have some pre-tour merchandise you know there's a, a lot of people out there who want to go and aren't able to go and because there's not enough tickets available and or the tickets are too expensive and maybe they just want some discounted merchandise you know who knows but yeah i'm hoping that we will get a whole new collection of madame x merchandise uh specifically designed for the tour i'm, I'm your bank account's just dying it's to... dying for new madame x merch <laughs> yeah but i will not be buying an eye patch no, but I think we should wear one to the show. I'll we, wear, can, we can make one. We yeah, can make one. I can make one. Yeah, a little Madame X. Listen, uh, it's going to be September. I'm going to be able to find many, many uh, Halloween stores in Manhattan. So I'm going in there looking for pirate. Yeah, absolutely. No, exactly. It'll be too easy to put that together. So let's talk about Pride Island. I was able to, to live stream the performance. I was not there. You weren't, I, Tony. I wasn't. No, I will. So I was sort of there. Uh, try as I might. Uh, people, just so you know, just you can dance on stage with Madonna and have a Madonna podcast, but also not be able to land a moderately priced ticket <laughs> to go see her in the city that you live in. It was ridiculous. I had tried. I mean, I was on the verge of prostitution just to, you know, like Erin Brockovich, when she's just like, I've done like 3,552 sexual <laughs> things and I'm exhausted. Like I was literally getting to the point where I'm thinking I'm going to have to hook her myself for a ticket and I'm fine with that if I get to go see her. But um, 
to no avail. No, no, no Pride Island. The closest I came. So I was like, okay, well, if I can't go see her, and I had no desire to go to Peer Dance mm-hmm. because Peer Dance is a shit show. I mean, I, I went many years ago and it's just, it's super crowded and everyone's tweaked out on drugs. And yeah, just, I went to see Kylie last year and if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have been there. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I went and I decided, you know what, I'll just stand outside so that way I can just listen mm-hmm. and just hear what she has to say and what the songs that she does and uh, just sort of like be part of the yeah. in, environment. Uh, the cops weren't letting us they like stand in front. So I had to keep walking by waiting for her to, you know, like come on this and that. Were you like, I'm looking for my friend. No, they said (laughs) as as long as they said like, you can just keep walking and Mm -hmm. we would just, I would just turn around and head back. And then I ended up bumping into a guy who I, I think he had some Madame X merch and we were like talking about Madame X and Madonna. And so we paired up and we're just sort of like walking back and forth. And Mm -hmm. then, there was a small crowd that was gathering right out front of the exit of the venue, which was clear shot of the stage that you could sort of see. Um, and we were like, oh, we should go stand over there. So we like walked over right before we did, though, we were passing by the fence where like all of the dressing room areas were and whatnot. And you could see through the fence that they had sort of like sort of opened. Mm-hmm. And there she was, Madonna. Wow. In amongst the, and I think she posted this on her Instagram or Instagram stories. I forget what it was, but the little circle where she was cheering with all of her, you know, like. The yeah, little, I did the see little, that. little pre-circle warm up. Yeah. We got to see that. So uh, th- through the fence, you know, we were just standing there and there she was doing that whole little pre-show warm up or whatnot. And then her and her kids and all the dancers or whatnot walked off to go to the stage. Uh, so then uh, me and the guy took our position in front of the gate and the cops just graciously decided to let all of the Madonna fans stand mm-hmm. there. You know, like it was one of those things where like they were trying to like help traffic flow before. And then during the performance, they just let everyone stand there, which oh, I was like, thank God. That's really nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, all the fans were sort of like who couldn't get in were gathered out front and we were all listening and people were pulling up their phones and like live streaming. <laughs> like I think Oksana had actually like, was live streaming from her front row seat. And, um, and then the, one of the funniest parts was we were like booing and hissing at all of the people who were leaving while she was performing. And I'm thinking, okay, even if you're not a Madonna fan, which no one would be if you were leaving a show while she's on. Exactly. But they were leaving and I'm like, come on, you can't just stay for another 20 minutes. And then watch some fireworks. You know, like it was ridiculous. So we were uh, like, if people were leaving, there were some people that were trying to get their bracelets off of them so they mm-hmm. could like run in and see. I'm like, you're not going to be able to get anywhere near close to the stage at yeah. this point. But yeah, so they, they were leaving. And I was like, those are bad fans. Yeah, one of my friends that was there told me the same thing. He says like, right before she was going on, a lot of those like old drug dub queens were just they just couldn't ha- hack it anymore. They, <laughs> they had to leave, and they didn't care if Madonna was performing or. They, I guess they just needed to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, some of the people were slightly tweaked out. I did. I rode the subway home with a guy sitting across from me. And at first, I, you know, I wasn't on drugs. So I, <laughs> I was forgetting that people would be on drugs. I mean, yeah. it was a Sunday night at 10 o'clock. You're not thinking this way. But he was like, sort of like twitching and scratching. And like his eyes were like ready to jump out of his head. Oh and I'm God. like, what is wrong with this guy? 
And yeah. then I realized, oh, right, he's on drugs. Yeah, I realized I realized that for some people, pride is an opportunity to go bonkers. Um, I don't know. It's a time to reflect and a time to see Madonna. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, you know, like, but from, so from what I heard from Pride Island, it was, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen the performances by now. I thought she was, you know, I mean, I went and looked at home when I got home and the day after or whatnot. Um, side note. Why hasn't that official footage hit her YouTube channel? I don't know. I, I have seen, um, you know, the live streams that I saw were actually just fans in the audience. Yeah, yeah, that's know, all but... I've seen too. Like, throw this, throw this out. Come on, let's go. I want, I want, I want professional footage. So yeah, I can, like start learning the choreography and. Uh... <laughs> so let's talk about it. Uh, I loved she opened with Vogue, and it was, it was a new performance of Vogue. Yes, which hey. Good for her, trotting out some new, like, and I, I'm wondering how much of this, just from an overall perspective, will then translate to the Madame X tour. I think all of it will, because anytime we've seen her do one-offs before a tour, they show up in the tour in one way or another. Right, like when she had done the Roseland performance for Hard Candy, and she, the opening with Candy, candy Shop, Shop, right, <laughs> is... It was exactly like that when she came and did the Sticky and Sweet tour. That being said... Um, I wonder what Candy Shop will sound like in the Madame <laughs> X tour. Oh, I, you know what? If she doesn't put Candy Shop on the, I, I think I've said this before, if she doesn't put it on the set list, I'll be very disappointed. I've come, grown to love Candy Shop. I feel like the fans expect it now in a tour, so they'll probably just like chant it until she says <laughs> it. Yeah. It's the encore. It's the encore. Uh, but yeah, no, I like that she sort of like incorporated all of the different dancers wearing blonde wigs and trench mm-hmm. coats and like, it was like, where is she? Who is, which one is Madame X? Exactly. In this performance, Madame X is a spy. A spy, yeah. And, you know, she likes to type during the uh, piano breakdown in Vogue. Yes. So, Madame, yeah. Madame X must have been a receptionist at one point because she's got like 85 words per minute. It's yeah. Amazing. I think she was actually a receptionist during World War II. Oh, that, oh yeah, there you go. That's, that, well, she was a spy. A spy. Pretending to be a uh, receptionist. So Madame X the spy becomes Madame X the militant... The militant in uh, American Life, which is the next track. Yes, I... Like that she sort of like brought that back. It was very on message. It was very appropriate. That song, I don't think is like a super anthemic chant sing-along type Not at all, but you know what? It fits with what's going on with Madame X. Yeah, but like uh, apparently everyone, all of the hardcore fans in the audience were screaming the rap when she was doing it. Yeah, I love it. You know, like, uh, it's kitschy now. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like, it, it, it's a fun little moment. Um, but yeah, it was... It was kind of nice to hear her trot that out. I'm very happy that the rumor of her doing future was squashed and she actually Thank did. you. Yes, that she did God Control instead. It's the song she should have done. Uh, I believe that it just worked really well. You know, like I loved the staging of it. I thought the- The choreography sounded, was good. It sounded great. Yeah. And, you know, it's a message song and I, and we'll get to the video in a second, yeah. but I, you know, like it's, it's a tough subject matter to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I love that she's just juxtaposing this disco music sound where you want it to be fun and uplifting, but it's about gun laws and yeah. violence. I I think this is going to be a great segment in the Madame X tour. I, I was having a thought the other day that maybe she could open with God Control. That would be just like a boom. Yeah, you know? I'm curious as to what she'll open with with that. 
I mean, is is it going to be Vogue again, like which how she opened Pride Island? You know, because it yeah. sort of is fitting where it's like, which which one is she? Where yeah. is Madame X? The thing is, she opened she opened Reinvention with Vogue, so I don't know. She's never opened a show with the same song twice. Not yet. Not yet. Well, but you know what? Maybe she'll maybe she'll incorporate that routine, but with it over a different yeah. song instead. You never know where she's going to go. Either way, I'm always looking forward to the video montage that opens every Madonna show. I love them so much. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I look forward to seeing that. And then she closed with I Rise, uh, which was, uh, as she said, meant to be a pride anthem, mm-hmm. if you will. Now, my one thought on that is I felt, because I think Tracy Young has a remix for iRise out there. I don't believe it's officially been released yet. No, it's a DJ promo, and I've only heard, like, segments of it, which, it, you oh, know, what I've heard sounds housey, sounds good, but I, I want to yeah. hear it. It's quite good. I think if you Google it, on, it's on YouTube. Okay. I, think so. I think it's on her YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I kind of feel like that would have been all over everywhere if she had released that or her company, sorry, not Madonna. I know Madonna's not responsible for this all the time. But if Live Nation had kicked it out, the remix, like two weeks before Pride. Yeah. And get generate some excitement and, and, and energy. Play it at every gay bar. Play it everywhere. Play it on the floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I mean, I know that she wants to stay truthful to the original version or whatnot, but like, it's Pride Island. Mm-hmm. Sing a dance remix of the song Madonna and like, get it in people's heads. Because mm-hmm. it's a great remix. It's really, really good. Uh, but, um, so, but I like that she still closed with it and, you know, like it's... Yeah, a friend of mine said, come on, Madonna, stop trying to make I Rise happen. And <laughs> the thing is, is that I Rise exists in its own world, you know? I yeah. mean, the Time Magazine video is really effective. It's, 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 it's jarring and it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It is an anthem of sorts, but I don't think it's the kind of anthem that people are singing from the rooftops. No. Yeah. Not like, no, not like Crave. Not like Crave. They're not singing from the Brooklyn rooftops. <laughs> so I heard that you remix Crave. Yes. I, yes. Speaking of Crave, I uh, had a wonderful Madonna filled day with one of our podcast listeners, Eric. He was visiting us. Hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, he was visiting us uh, for a while and he, was over here visiting his brother-in-law and was doing all things Madonna. And she had just gotten back in town uh, for Pride Island rehearsals or whatnot. So he was able to stop by the pop-up shop and he had coerced me into going to downtown Brooklyn to go to the very first New York City available Crave remix workshop at Apple. So we descended upon the Apple store. We had lunch across the street from BAM. So we were able to sort of like scope out BAM before mm-hmm. we went. And it's a beautiful building from the outside. Yeah. I loved it. And right across the street from the Apple store. So we like had tacos and then we went to the Apple store. It was fun to sort of just like, if you haven't been to an Apple store yet and you're a Madonna fan, go now while the Crave remix workshops are happening because she's everywhere. Like she's on the screens, she's on the phones. Oh, so cool. So is it something you have to make an appointment for? Or do you just show up? You can, I think... I'm not how, sure how much of a need or a demand there is for mm-hmm. signing up for a Madonna 
In my world, there's lines out the door. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why we signed up. We thought, oh, well, there's no way in hell we're getting in because, it's, you know, if it's like her concerts, there's not going to be a seat available. There were plenty of seats available, the one in downtown Brooklyn. I don't think half the people in the store even cared that it was going on. But they sort of do it in the out in the open. So in, in that Brooklyn shop, there was, you know, a big wall at the back, a video screen. And when it was time for us to start, we just, like, pulled up a little stool and there was only four of us. It was very intimate. Intimate like the Madame X tour is going exactly. to be. And um, we had a really great instructor and he was sort of schooling us on how to use GarageBand. They provided the phones. You used like a new iPhone and the Beats headsets so we could block out all the unnecessary sounds and focus on that. And what you do is you get all of the song stems. So you have her vocal track, Sway Lee's vocal track, the guitar, this beat that mm-hmm. beat so forth and so on it's broken up into I think probably about eight different portions of the okay. what makes up the song and then you can cut the song up edit the vocals move this around take these pieces in put those pieces out and if you know how to use GarageBand uh, you can also add in extra elements so you can start remixing the track or whatnot um, yeah we can if you want we can post a little segment of my remix I started I tried to give it a little bit of a like a get together type of house feel but then I also like you're just going crazy you know like oh I'm just gonna add this in so we added some horns and we added you know a little bit of a, a snare sort of like snap drum I don't remember exactly everything but yeah it was fun it was really really great they they show a clip of her interview um the one for uh, Beats One, yes, yeah. and they show they show a clip of that. Um, I like was videoing it as if mm-hmm. like I couldn't find it anywhere else. But um, well, you'll see some of that on the on our Instagram page. Yes, we we can post that. for the two guys that were sitting to my right and the host, I was like, well, hey guys, I run a Madonna podcast. If you're interested, um, you know, you can check us out. And the one guy on my right was like, yeah, we, we listened to your podcast. They're from Australia. They were visiting for the week. And I happened to just take a Madonna class with them at Apple and they knew about the podcast. So I was like, oh, that's fun. That is so cool. And this is a perfect opportunity for us to give a shout out to all of our listeners and you know stick with us we're improving we're getting better and we will be covering the Madame X tour as it happens so stay tuned yes so 
one thing that has happened in the month of July that's made me very, very happy is as a SiriusXM subscriber to discover that Madonna has her own channel and it's the Madame X radio and it runs 24 hours a day. They play a lot of deep cuts. Uh, the other day I heard Gambler. Oh. Yeah, I heard Think of Me. Jimmy, Jimmy. Are they playing Jimmy, Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy, I did hear too. So all these Seriously? songs, yeah, all these songs <laughs> that you don't put on your playlist to listen to Madonna are suddenly showing up out of left field. And it's actually really cool. You don't know what to expect. They play way too much of Who's That Girl? It's hilarious. They, they, they The song? They From from the album, they oh, play Look of sense. Love. They play Can't Stop. They play Causing a Commotion. I mean, literally twice a day I hear a track from the Who's That Girl album. Wow. But the best thing about it is that in between every three, four songs, there are Madonna quotes about different albums, different songs, different collaborators. And I wish that I could share them with you because I'm not able to download any of that from SiriusXM. But yeah, she, you know, they'll ask her a question about like, you know, oh, um, how did you record music? And she'll give a blurb about how, oh, you know, she worked with Mirrorize, you know, and these are all very recent. Uh, these interviews must have been done in June. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, listen to Madame X Radio on SiriusXM. It's, um, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's pretty much all I've been listening to. I was just saying to Stefan, I haven't heard of Madame X as a whole in about since July 1st. Yeah, shame on you, Tony. That's all right. But, you know, Madame X tracks show up all the time on Madame X Radio. Oh, That's I'm sure. the beauty of it. Well, and so funnily enough that you mentioned the Who's That Girl soundtrack, mm-hmm. I happened to be listening to Can't Stop the other day, and just, I think it just it was on the Madonna, like, channel on Spotify. Yeah. And Can't Stop came on, and I honestly think Can't Stop was the driving motivation behind the entire Madame X album. Now, listen, hear me out for just one moment. Okay, I'm about to shut you down, so you better plead your, state your case. Listen to Can't Stop. There are whispers, there is talking, and there is also a robotic voice. So I was like, oh my God, I wonder if Mirways and Madonna (laughs) thought, let's do what we did, like, you know, because everyone, I think I've heard some people, some flack that, you know, she's using too much robotic voice on Madame X. And I was listening to Can't Stop. I'm like, oh, my God, she was doing all of this back in 1987. It, you know, I wonder if that is the first time she used robot voice. I honestly think it was. Yeah. And like, cause Can't it, stop. Correct. And I was like, oh, my God, this was a sign of things to come. You know, like. Here she was doing that exact stuff that she's doing on Madame X mm-hmm. back then. And I remember hearing her saying in an interview, like some promo for Madame X, where she's like, I like when like voices sound robotic or whatnot. I'm like, well, clearly, yes, she's been doing it all along. And here, and we didn't even know. Wow. Uh, and honestly, Madame X is probably the closest we are ever going to get to a Madonna Daft Punk collaboration. I see that. Like, I mean, there was that unofficial uh, remix from the early aughts. You know, the uh, music sounds better. Well, but that was Stardust. That was Stardust was a Daft Punk offshoot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, okay. So okay. So the second. This is probably the second yeah. closest we'll come <laughs> to a Madonna Daft Punk collaboration. Even though I would still love to hear a Madonna Daft Punk collaboration. I think they they're perfectly matched for each other. I remember during Rein, uh, not reinvention, um Drowned World and when 
uh, Nikki and Donna had those clapbacks on music and mm-hmm. they would say one more time. And it just like, I was like dreaming for that. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I feel like if Daft Punk is going to do another album of collaborations, mm-hmm. Madonna needs to be at, at the top of that list. Yeah. That's a neat little conspiracy theory. And yes, I did use the word neat. Neat. Anyone <laughs> who uses the word neat has to go. So speaking of um, neat, we, you know, have mentioned that the Madame X tour is upcoming and it's actually being rehearsed very close to my residence in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, okay. So first let's back up just one second. Yeah. Back it up. I, I back, back that, back that up to the beat. <laughs> I, I want to applaud her social media team. Yeah. Her Instagram is top notch. Whoever is planning that and has, and is executing that. It's Give a, us a call. It's amazing. <laughs> like I love how after a empty void of not, of not a whole lot of information, we are now being blessed with a plethora of a barrage, if you will, of videos and posts. And it's so wonderful. It's so good. It's like, it's exactly the Madonna Instagram that I think we've all... You know, like, I don't think I've seen a bathroom selfie in ages. No, I haven't. And what's great about it is that we get to see actual rehearsal footage. The, these women in the string ensemble playing, you know, chords from Frozen just makes me insane. It's so cool. And, you know, the the guy, you know, yeah, I mean, was it... Yeah, the woman playing the trumpet mm-hmm. with the Medellin, mm-hmm. that was really good. And then last night... Um, we, you know, have her two backup singers singing crazy. And I'm just like, this is, this is what I, I can't wait for the show. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking this, this, you know, the Madame X tour is going to be Madonna on stage with instruments that I, she's never been in close contact with. And I, I hope to just hear like a live band, just, you know, cranking out the hits, you know? Yeah. It's exciting to be able to see the sneak peeks into the process. You know, she's very, secretive of how she does things. Mm-hmm. And although we are still not seeing actual rehearsal per se, like Madonna having to learn dance steps yeah. or, you know, that type of thing, it's still fun to be able to have a window into the world and get a little bit. So I've, I've been trying to keep track okay. of the, the quote unquote set list so far that we have. Ooh, that's very ambitious. Please, please um, proceed. So the songs that we've seen, and as we know, just because she's rehearsing a song now does not mean it's going to make the cut. Right. Which is as evidenced if we all saw... I'm so stupid. Well, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yeah. Right. She was practicing I'm so stupid and it didn't make it into the mm-hmm. cut. So we, you never know. Just because she's rehearsing a song, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But as of right now, the songs that we've sort of heard her rehearsing or have seen dancers or background singers practicing as well. We've had Human Nature. We've had I Don't Search, I Find, uh, Dark Ballet, Vogue, Easy Ride, which I thought was a nice deep track, yeah, deep cut, uh, God Control, Crazy, and Future. So as we've heard, she had said that, yes, the Madame X tour was going to rely heavily on the new Madame X material, which as it should. I feel like American life is going to play a big part as well. As well. Yeah, I do. I believe that. And I think that it'll be fun to sort of see how she weaves the other material in. Um, it's going to be very Mirwais heavy and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on Mirwais. Uh, who I, Oh, speaking of Mirwais, was that, um, 
Mirways that did a, an album for uh, News of Madonna. I saw it was like his only interview that he was doing. I have not seen that. Yeah, yet. I haven't read it yet, but apparently News of Madonna landed an exclusive and only interview with okay. Mirways. We'll have to let's all check that out. Check, yeah, check out News of Madonna. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's um, it's uh, it's lovely that she's hard at work because, and that was the other thing I was going to say. Workhorse Madonna is back. Yeah, I love that she is. She's working six days a week rehearsing. Yes. She took what three days off for July Fourth. Went to the Hamptons, rode a horse, came back, and she's back in the saddle. As yes. you, you know. So welcome back, Madonna. Welcome back, Madonna. So our little workhorse released the video for God Control um, the week before Pride, and it's a lot. Wow. Yeah. It's. It is an opus. It is an epic video. It's it's a call to action. It's very hard to watch, I gotta say. It sort of reminds me of Natural Born Killers, that mm, movie uh, yeah. with Woody Harrelson and uh, what's her name? Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis, yeah. yes. But it's kind of like in that way where you're watching something and it's tough to watch. Yeah. And you kind of don't want to watch it over and over and over again. Like once you see it, you're kind of like, okay, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, I agree with you on that because whenever a Madonna video premieres, I spend 48 hours going over it, you know, um, with a fine tooth comb. And this one, uh, yeah, it premiered that Friday. I was in San Francisco. I had to stop in Ghirardelli Square, sit down in the park (laughs) under a big tree with shade and I watched it with my mouth wide open the entire time. And it was, I mean, I I have very strong reactions when I see a new Madonna video. And this was no exception, but this was also like nothing I've ever really seen before from her. Um, she looks incredible. I mean, you know, she's got two looks. She's got uh, Madame X black curly wig. Receptionist. Receptionist look with typing the glasses. Away. Typing away. She loves to type that Madame <laughs> X. And then she has the 70s disco diva look, which reminds me of this um, Italian disco star that my parents used to listen to. She was Italian. She has the same hair, the same looks. Um, and I, I love to see her in this in this world, the disco world even though she does get assaulted on the street and eventually murdered. But one thing I noticed during um, the disco dancing sequences is if you look at Music Inferno from Confessions, it's the same choreography. Is it? Yeah, and I'm not mad at that. No. It's really cool. It was great. I Yeah, I, I love the... I mean, her and Jonas Ackerland have worked together in the past. Yeah. And this is sort of like... I love that it's a marriage of... Like the music video, there's callbacks to her deeper and deeper video. There are callbacks to the sorry video. You yeah, know, like sort of all of those elements are at play here. It's sort of like the little, music video, little Easter eggs. Yeah, sort of that they're dropping here or there. However, all of those videos were fun and mm-hmm. and uplifting and upbeat. And it's God control as a song and as a message is. Uh, at war with it itself, you know, yeah. which is... It's a juxtaposition. I mean, we all love the videos where Madonna goes to the club and dances her face off, but here you don't really get to live in that moment for too long before you have to experience the carnage and, you know, the reality of, you know, the reality of being gunned down anywhere you, you ordinarily would feel safe. Yeah, and I like that she, you know, starts 
the video with a warning. This is containing graphic violence, but it's happening. Yeah. And it's like, don't be shocked. This is happening right now. Yeah. Well, and the whole for like after the video came out and there were like people in an uproar, how would she, why would she do this? Why would she show this, depict this violence? This seems insensitive. And I'm like, turn on CNN. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's this Madonna's point of the video is, you, you don't want to watch it in a music video. Well, why? It's happening in the schools where your children are going. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, let's wake up. You know, like, yeah. seriously, come on, people. There's been a lot of clap back about this video. I don't really want to get into it specifically. Um, but what's going on is, you know, Madonna's spoken out and a lot of people have a problem with a woman in power, you know, giving her opinion on what's happening in in, in this world. So let's just leave it at that. You know, I mean, there's, there's always going to be there's always going to be queens on the rag, as Madonna mm-hmm, says, you know? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some haters. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, she looks great. Mm-hmm. Like, flawlessly great. Like, I mean, those, the close-ups of her, I'm oh. like, oh my God. Like, that face. I, I want to look that way when I am 60 years old. Yeah, and a big shout-out to Faces by Noah, um, who, that's his Instagram handle. He worked on that video, and his makeup work is Lawless. Right. Yeah. It's like, please come do my, I know we only have a podcast and you can't see us, but mm-hmm. <laughs> please, please come do my makeup before each podcast. And there are also some blink and you'll miss them. Uh, cameos, if you will. There's a uh, Gigi gorgeous. Who's a YouTube makeup star. There's Monet exchange who famously quit her, uh, haters roast tour to be in this video. And we're glad you did. For good reason. Yeah, I would have uh, done it too. The gorgeous Carmen Carrera, who was the first trans contestant on RuPaul's drag race and, uh, blinking. You'll miss her is Sophia Butella, who was a dancer on the reinvention tour mm. and is now a big movie star. Oh, but neat. she's, but she's, neat. but she's still a Madonna confidant. So I think we should highlight a very, momentous moment in Madonna's epic chart career. She has now officially notched 47 uh, number one dance hits on the Billboard Dance Singles chart. That's amazing. It's, I think, the most number one singles from an artist on that chart alone, but I'm not sure if that's the most number one singles from uh, an artist on any chart because I think she's still behind other people. Yeah, she's still behind other people in like the multitude of charts, but as far as the dance chart, she is the queen. She's reigning supreme. Uh, But yeah, I I thought it was, I mean, well, and also we failed to mention that she, Madame X, debuted at number one. So I'm, I think it did fall uh, during the uh, second week. We won't mention that. Who gives a shit? Yeah, she's you know, got like, nine. She, she's got the nine now, so. Nine albums that opened at number one and get into it, you know? Yeah, I saw, you know, like the the talk of Madonna being irrelevant is so poo-poo, you know? No. Yeah. she it's And honest, I mean, we always say it. Chart relevance doesn't mean doesn't measure whether the album is good or bad or whatnot, because uh, obviously Madonna has 14 albums and only has nine that opened at number one. I think that there are many of her albums that should have opened at number one and didn't. And uh, so I don't think it, it measures the quality, but no, you know, I mean, certainly I love uh, all of her albums and uh, I'm happy when she opens at number one, but you know, and I'm sure it's good validation for her. And uh, but yes, yeah, applause, I mean, Madonna. Like other fans, you'll probably agree with me. We just want to see her do well. You know, it's my opinion of her is not going to change, as I'm sure it won't change with you. 
we love the music. We love what she puts out. But we also want everyone else to be on board, whether that's selfish or not. I don't know. But, you know, I want to walk down the street and hear Madonna coming out of, you know, every speaker. Um, (laughs) You know, I had I was in San Francisco and I had this great experience that there is I don't know the name of it right now, but they have a pop radio that I heard in every Uber that I was in. And I heard it in different stores that I would walk into. And every single day that I'm there, I would hear some old Madonna track just blaring from someone's car or walking down the street. And I was like, this reminds me of New York. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, you funnily know. enough, I was before I, before I came here to, to podcast, I was in a little bagel shop and Vogue was on. And the other day I was in the gym and there was a Madonna song on at the gym. And it's just kind of fun to be able to like hear her out and about because there was like a period of time yeah. where they just weren't playing Madonna weren't anywhere. You know, like you just wouldn't hear it. And if I had a car, I'd be driving through whatever outdoor mall is close by and just blare like, I don't search, I find. Exactly. Oh, the, this was hilarious. So I'm at my gym and I know that they play one of those like, you know, package, you know, um, you know, soundtracks or whatever. Like the, like the, Elevator music. Exactly. And turn up the radio comes on at 7.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. And I'm like, Mm, turn it up. (laughs) I'm like, turn up the radio. Okay, thanks. But uh, I'll take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I got to, if I got to hear something from MDNA on the fly, well, you know, (laughs) I'll take it, you know? I want a hard remix of turn up the radio. I feel like all of the remixes, there is one remix that I love more than, Mm -hmm. um, than the other ones that are out there, but I want it like, a really, like a Benny Benassi remix of yeah. Turn Up the Radio would have been amazing. Yeah, something that's like a little stripped down, but like just hits you with thumps. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Closer, I think, in terms of like what the demo version of Turn Up the Radio was. Yeah. Uh, I would have just loved to, yeah, a little bit harder, but. Um, well, I didn't choose Turn Up the Radio for like my five uh, favorite tracks from the dance chart, but I'll tell you what I did pick. Yes, sure. Yeah, so just to preface, there are 47 dance tracks on, you know, her that reached number one. We're not but counting them down. We dance. are not going to count down all 47. If you'd like to look them up, just Google and it, they'll, they'll be right there. We are just going to highlight some of the ones that we think. Yeah. And, you know, some of the tracks that are standouts because of their cultural relevance or what was going on in the world at the time or just, you know, something that was a throwdown Madonna track. Exactly. You know, it's a, a track that you can't ignore. Well, here's a track that I could not ignore. So this came out in 1997, I think in the early part of the year. And it was Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, Miami remix. And I remember coming to visit New York in December of 96. And I heard that remix everywhere. Mm. I heard it on the in the taxi on the way into the city from the airport. I heard it at every club I went to. It was just insane how how crazy it was um then in 97 i think january of 97 i did go to miami and forget it i mean it was like wallpaper yeah but this was i mean i feel like now this remix did not really stand the test of time because you don't hear it anywhere it's not available digitally um of course i still have my digipack uh, cd single um but what's what makes this remix unique uh is that Madonna re-recorded the vocals. Yes. And she doesn't do that. Um, I think that was the only remix she's done that for. Uh, I'm not a lamb, but Mariah does this a lot. 
And I, God bless her for doing that. God bless her for doing that because it makes her dance tracks sound different from her hip hop tracks, but I digress. So Madonna re-recorded the vocals and they sound so fun and so loose. Mm-hmm. And then she's got uh, Nikki and Donna that are just singing the fuck out of the song, mm-hmm. you know? So if you get a chance and you haven't heard it, uh, check out the Miami mix of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Yeah, it's really good. She sounds amazing. Yeah. So uh, tell me about one of the ones you chose. Oh, so I, well, I had sort of gone through and was just sort of, I mean, I love a lot of any, throw me a Madonna dance song and I'll be your bitch. You know, like <laughs> I, 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 I'm hard pressed to pick Madonna dance songs that are, are my favorites. When I was going through the list of, of them songs, of the songs, I did notice that um, the You Can Dance album as a whole is included on that chart, yeah. which I thought was really fascinating. I had read a little bit about the chart where they said, Prior to like I think the 2000s, they would include oftentimes full albums yeah. as opposed to just a single tracks. So uh, the You Can Dance album being a nonstop one remixable type mm-hmm. of playlist made it on to that, and um, I thought that was interesting. I think that's a sort of like it's fun that she has the You Can Dance album. It wasn't technically a greatest hits album. No, it wasn't. And also when the singles were released from there, which was Into the Groove and Spotlight, uh, they weren't released as remixes. They were, you know, actual just tracks from the album, which they were remixes in a way, but they didn't deviate too far from the original tracks. Yeah. And I mean, so I, I just love that that album sort of exists. Yeah. It was to me like a precursor to what she did with Confessions on a Dance Floor, mm-hmm. where it was like a seamless one song into the next type of feel. But I also liked You Can Dance because I remember when You Can Dance came out, people were applauding her for being on the, the pulse of yeah. dance music and applauding her for knowing that people hear her songs in the clubs and they like to dance to them. And so she's basically giving us the club experience that we can listen to at home. Yeah. One of my favorite things in this whole wide Madonna world was the liner notes for You Can Dance. If you can get your hands on those, read them. It's it's so good. Yeah. So yes, You Can Dance. That's, that's, one, that's my first. So uh, back to me, I love Nothing Really Matters. That came out March 13th, 1999. But that became the gay song of the summer in the summer of 99. That was my first summer in New York and every club, bar, party I went to, it was the Club 69 remix of mm-hmm. Nothing Really Matters. Which is so good. Which is so good. Of course, that was that was butting heads with Deborah Cox's Nobody's Supposed to Be Here, oh, which right. that was the song of that summer. Yeah, that, if, yeah. if you're going to remember any yeah. song, it's that Deborah Cox song. Um, but then... Whitney canceled both of them out with My Love Is Your Love. Remember that? That was a big summer. (laughs) And then Waiting For Tonight was trying to like nudge its head in there. So yeah, that was a big summer for uh, big gay anthems. Um, I feel like Nothing Really Matters Club 69 Remix works as an anthem Mm -hmm. in a big house club. And, you know, it really really elevated the song past its, um, you know, past the video and what it sounded like on Ray of Light. Yeah, no, it's a great, I love that remix. That's really, really good. What you got? Um, well, so I was just sort of like looking for songs that also just resonated with me. Another one was Deeper and Deeper. Yeah. Uh, I love, and I think Deeper and Deeper is literally on that dance track as the album version. Yep. It's not a remix. And again, I remember when, the, you know, like when you hear Deeper and Deeper, well, when I heard it for the very first time or whatnot, it was, there was such elation 
you know, elation because here's Madonna giving you basically a club track, mm-hmm. but on the album. On and the I, album. Just, I just love that she did that. I love that when Deeper and Deeper came out, you know, most people that would be the remix version, mm-hmm. but she just put it out as dan- a dance track. And that sort of like was, because it was very different from sounding from the, like a prayer album where it was oh, like, yeah. out, that was very pop. And then here she comes out with the Erotica album and there was like some hard dance songs mm-hmm. on there. And I just love that. You know, like to me, Deeper and Deeper has always been such a, like a great forgotten Madonna track that yeah. people just like, it. Like, well, and it's also funny, like the, if you're a Madonna fan under the age of 30, you were not around when Deeper and Deeper came out. No. You don't remember that song being out on the radio. And you they have to it, seek it out. They played it nonstop all the time. It was just euphoric and wonderful. Um, and the video matched, you yeah. know, like seeing her do the the hustle in that in that, with that feather boa and holding the balloons. You know, I just I love that whole. Any everyone loves Madonna in Marabou's, and also that CD single had some two great remixes. There was the uh, the Shep Pettibone extended remix, which is kind of like his revenge on Madonna because he takes out the Spanish guitar that right, she insisted right. on. <laughs> so. What you're getting in his remix is basically the same remix of Deeper and Deeper that you hear in the Girly Show. But it works really well as like an alternate track. And then there's a David Morales remix, which is like a throwdown house track that just keeps going on forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, yes, I love love me some Deeper and Deeper. Oh, still, and you know, when she performs it live in the last, uh, you know, in the last concert tour, it was, it was so welcomed and, and people were really excited about it. Yeah. So my next pick is the justify my love which was number one uh january 19th 1991 this was i this was like a turning point cd remix single for me because madonna had her first remix by william morbid on it Mm -hmm. and that was what was known as the hip-hop mix and it turned it just turned that song inside out and it was great. This is the one where Madonna says, fuck me. And oh. I think, I think that was the first time I heard her say the F word uh, in a song. And I was, I was, I was in for life after that. <laughs> um, there's also, uh, the this is the first time we get the beast within. You're right. Uh, there's also this really weird chopped and screwed remix by Shep Pettibone of Express Yourself. Oh, yeah. I love that remix. I love that That's remix, That's really too. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's the other um, remix of Justify My Love, which is by Andre Betts, who produced the song originally. And it's just, it's, I don't know. This was the perfect CD single. It just... Well, that, the cover art alone. The cover art alone, Madonna just had her lips done and she looked insane with, you know, she looked like a leather daddy. But, you know, it was a CD single that gave you something you hadn't heard before. And it was Justify My Love just turned on its head. And I want more of that. Well, and she did the one of those versions on the girly show. Yeah, she did. That was the Andre Betts version, yeah. was it? Yeah. The So Now What version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Next on my list would be probably Impressive Instant. Ooh. Mostly just be, and again, I think that was a DJ promo. Yeah. I mean, I just love what I remember the first time I heard Impressive Instant, I was sort of like, what is she doing? Where is she going with this? The robot voice again. The lyrics, the auto tune, it was all just like the beat. And I just, again, and it was even more amplified when she did it on tour when, at the Drown World tour. Yeah. I was like, she opened oh, with my. that, didn't she? No, second. That was the that was the second song, yeah. And it just like love that song, love, yeah. love, love. 
Um, and then continuing with my love also is uh, Get Together. I love that she, there's a, there was always something with her and the second song on her tours. Yeah. I always felt like the second song that she did was always like one of my favorite songs of the album. So I was right. really happy that like, when she did Drum Roll Tour, she opened, uh, she then the second song was Impressive Instant because I was like, yes, I love Impressive Instant. And this is like the same thing. Confessions Tour, when she came out and she did uh, Get Together as the second track, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is my favorite song also. And Oh, let me add one more. I mean, Blonde Ambition, when Open Your Heart, my favorite Madonna song is the second song. It's like, ah, we just got it and we're getting it. Oh, was that the second song? Yeah, that was the second song. Oh, See, I don't remember the playlist for that. Oh, uh, I do. Set I, list for that. I could recite it right now. <laughs> <laughs> my only, but I am, my, I'm, I'm going to, I was shocked when I realized Nobody Knows Me was not on the dance charts. She, I was like, where is Nobody Knows Me? It wasn't released as a single or a promo, which really boggles I'm my mind shocked. because that, to me, that and Die Another Day are like the the dancier tracks yeah, yeah, on yeah. American Life. Like, accessible. Accessible, yeah. But yeah, I was... And considering that Nobody Knows Me was the second track she did on the reinvention tour, uh, I was like, come on! And still one of her top 10 performances, oh, live so performances. Yeah, so, so, so good. So I love a BOGO, you know, a twofer, a, you know get the purchase so that's what we got when the angel single was released uh it was a double a side with into the groove this is the first time that into the groove was released and this is the original mix um the this is an amazing version uh you can find that version on the celebration album but not really anywhere else mm-hmm. um in Madame X Radio, Madonna was talking about how she recorded that song with Stephen Bray in her apartment. And in the original mix that they turned into Warner Brothers, you can hear sirens and car doors slamming. And, um, you know, <laughs> that funny, yeah, yeah, she said that she recorded that in like, you know, an hour. And uh, I just it, to be a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it was uh, Angel on one side and it was Into the Groove on the other. And this was this was another perfect release. You know, this was the uh, summer of. 1985. Well, I'm funny you mentioned Angel. So I don't know if you're up to speed on this new season of Stranger Things. But uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, uh, the new season, they use Angel as one of the songs in uh, in the show. It was like, they also use uh, Material Girl in another section. But Mm -hmm. when they used Angel, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good to hear the song. And somebody had like, the Entertainment Weekly did a whole, like, here's the Easter eggs for this season of right. Stranger Things and what all the cultural references they're tipping a hat to. They mentioned Angel, and I thought this was a, a really sweet moment that they sort of devote to Madonna, where they said, for any other artist in the 80s, Angel would have been a song that they would have been singing over and over and over again for the remainder of their career, based, yep. based on the strength of the and power of that song. But it's a testament to Madonna's catalog and how amazing her career has been since the 80s, where basically Angel is a forgotten song she's never sung again. Yeah, it's funny because growing up in Houston, Texas, Angel was a radio staple. I mean, I heard it once a week, you know, and, you know, during its heyday, I heard it pretty much once a day. But after Like a Prayer, that song disappeared. Yeah, you just, I mean, if you're listening to like, 
a soft adult contemporary radio yeah. station, you know, like easy 101, then you'll hear it. Yeah. But otherwise, you don't hear that song anymore. And it's a shame because it's yeah. a great song. But it was also, if you know, if you think back, 1985 was the summer of Into the Groove because that was when Desperately Seeking Susan came out. Into the Groove was on heavy rotation mm-hmm. on pop radio and MTV. And then, as uh, actually yesterday, 34 years ago yesterday, was when Madonna performed Into the Groove fully clothed at Live Aid, and that really spiked it up, too. Yeah. And it's, a, well, I mean, obviously, Into, Into the Groove is a great track. Yeah, you I mean, know, you can't go wrong with that. And the movie helped skyrocket that song. But yeah, it's, anyway, all that to say, I, I thought it was interesting that Angel made a little appearance in that, you know, because mm-hmm. to me, Angel is very 1985. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but well, it's, now, a shame, it's a shame she doesn't try to back out, you know I mean? Because she could. Oh, my God. Here's hoping for Angel, Rescue Me, and Hanky Panky at the Madame X Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding about Hanky Panky, but not really. <laughs> All right, what's your next one, Stefan? Uh, my last one I looked at was probably uh, Celebration. Mm. Uh, I, again, I love Madonna and Benny Benassi. And when I heard the original version of, by Paul Oakenfold, uh, right, by Paul Oakenfold, it, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It's dancey and clubby, and but it has a sweet sound to it. And then I love that Benny Benassi took that song. And just made it dirty. You know? Yeah, like, it sounded like something the girls in Flashdance would be really into. <laughs> yeah, it was. And what I love about Celebration was she was probably working on that. She knew she was going to do the Greatest Hits compilation and she wanted to put on a new song. And I, when I listen to Celebration, I hear, to me, it's Madonna thinking, how can I pay homage to a career-wide bulk of songs and put it into one song Mm -hmm. and here you have like madonna talking which is very like early 80s madonna like Mm -hmm. um physical attraction physical attraction everybody you know like basically when she's talking so there's that there's the laugh which we hadn't heard madonna laughing in a while but you know like but it has made appearances here yeah the laugh started in angel exactly in uh, Die Another Day, there's, you know, and then we have it again in there. And then she's also sort of like uh, talking about coming to join the party. Dancing. Dancing, you know, like a celebration. It's a nod to holiday. You know, like there's all of these different Madonna Easter eggs. She's checking all the boxes. Yes, Stephanie. exactly. And that's what I love about it is that like, and then the remix just amped it up for me. You know, like it's hard. It's a fun video. Mm-hmm. It's party. You know, like she looks great in that. I love the outfit, the styling. Oh, my favorite thing about that video is Lourdes dancing. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I love that she did it on tour. Yeah. And, you know, like to me, that should have been a much... It captured the spirit of the tour. Yeah. And, and it, it seemed very spontaneous, even though I like could have done without Jesus Luz. <laughs> right, right. All over it, you know. But, it, it kind of like dates it. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, to me, that was a, a great Madonna. Song. So here's an interesting thing about Celebration. The other day, I'm listening to Madame X Radio as one does, you know. Mm-hmm, of course. And uh, this track comes on, and I'm, I don't understand what it is. I like, what is this? And then it becomes Celebration, and I had completely blocked out the Akon remix oh, of Celebration. Right, right, right. Guys, it still doesn't work. Yeah. But, you know, Madonna wanted to work with Akon because he had just created Lady Gaga. And if you if you hear this, I was listening to this walking down Third Avenue and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like trying to ape uh, Just Dance, but it doesn't hit the mark. 
And it was an experiment. I get it. Uh, let's just leave it where it belongs in the past. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my last uh, top dance track from the Billboard chart is one of those Madonna woulda, shoulda, couldas, but you know, I'll explain. It's Keep It Together, which was released March 31st, 1990. Uh, when I say woulda, shoulda, coulda, I'm saying that in the context of Vogue was supposed to be the B-side for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really know what to do with it. She had she had demanded to record the song because she had been to the Life Ball in 89 and seen, you know, the Extravaganza crew for the first time. She, you know, was introduced to them. She had Jose and Luis from that troupe come and pretty much teach her how to Vogue. And it, you know, became the song she worked on the Sushet Patty Bone and, you know, Like a Prayer had been released. So they wanted to put it at, on the B side of the last single from Like a Prayer, which was Keep It Together. Uh, that didn't happen because Dick Tracy happened and they shoehorned it in there. That's another story for another time. But what makes this significance is that, yeah, this is the end of the Like a Prayer era. I do love the remix. Um, the 12-inch remix for the song, it was doing what Soul to Soul was doing. It was taking Madonna uh, down an urban landscape for the first time, I mm. would say. It, you know, it went to number one, but it didn't really make an impact until the Blonde Ambition Tour and she closed with uh, an extended version of it. And, you know, it's still one of my favorites, but um, it, I feel like it needs to be revisited. And if you're interested, it, it actually... That remix was released in the otherwise laughable 30th anniversary uh, release that's on Apple Music now. Mm. So that's what I got. I mean, you can look at this list of the 47 tracks and I mean, there's literally something for everyone. And, you know, some of the DJ promo onlys are hard to find. You're not going to find them in streaming, but, you know, give them give them a seek and find in YouTube. You'll, you'll definitely see them and hear them there. Yeah. It's a good, it's a nice little playlist to put together for yourself and use it as a, a nice going out music. Definitely. So Stefan, I know you got something on your mind and I'm going to hand it over to you. Yes. Thank you. So I had been wanting to do a little bit of a, op-ed piece for, I thought, you know, having a little bit of an opinion mm-hmm. piece at the very end, obviously these are just my thoughts. These, these are, these are not the thoughts that and expressed by all of MLVC podcast or whatnot. And don't worry guys, you'll get my strong opinions in upcoming episodes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, I know you're waiting for them. Uh, but yes. So this is titled the tears are not of a clowns. They are of ours. An op-ed piece by Stefan Marechko. Let's talk about the elevated social media game that Madonna's had lately. The game has been so elevated on her Instagram since promotion of Madam X began. Remember those days from not too long ago when we were questioning the hell? What are all those X's? What do they mean? We are getting a plethora of behind-the-scenes footage of the rehearsal process for the upcoming tour. It's like we get many, many scenes from Truth or Dare 2.0. Bell, please. (laughs) But it's not enough. To quote our queen, I want more. But no, some people cry out. She is revealing too much, they say. Pish posh, I retort. To quote our queen again, too much is never enough. I'm loving that all of the, after the incredible dry spell of information from her, all of the teasing, the not knowing, 
we are actually getting hard facts. I'm verklempt. But then that plethora of information came up and smacked me hard across the face. There was a clip with circus music. Oh no, I thought as my heart suddenly sank. It, it couldn't be, could it? She, she really wouldn't, would she? She mentions needing her tricycle. Oh dear God, no. Panic was rising up inside of me. She tells a joke. We've heard this joke before. It's still not funny. She's laughing. People in the background are giggling confused. She's bringing back tears of a clown? What? I'm perplexed. I'm gasping for air. But tears of clown was the last era. You didn't really like tears of a clown, Stefan. Does this mean you won't like the tour? But she wouldn't repeat herself again with that. But then why is she playing that circus music? Why is she telling the clown joke again? What does this mean? Oh my God. Oh my God. I am heartily sorry for having offended thee. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. Oh mundo, el sabajem. Oh comino, e solitario. Oh, come on, Stefan, you're overreacting. She's going to surprise you. You'll see. There will be brilliance. There will be epicness. There will be slayage. There will be the greatest show on earth. Hopefully. I mean, I should be thankful. Thankful that our queen is still producing music. Thankful that she is singing and dancing, making videos and putting together a large-scale tour that isn't just recycling previous hits, but instead giving us new iconic moments that will enter into the Madonna lexicon for years to come. And I definitely am thankful. While other artists have become greatest hits act, gone to Vegas, or disappeared, or hell, even died, Madonna stands tall and proud with zero fucks to give. She may not always do the things we want or think we need, but she delivers her truth. She delivers the art that she wants, not the art being dictated to her by some puppet manager or talent agency. Nope. If Madonna wants to do a small theater tour dressed up as Ronald McDonald on acid and ride around on stage in a tricycle, that's what Madonna's going to do. Absolutely no regrets. I just hope we get a 90s house section in the show with some dramatic staging for I Don't Search, I Find and a straightforward rendition of Rescue Me. And while I'm on the topic of tour song requests, I'd love me some get-together and physical attraction and Chabella then I won't mind the clown that much. Now, excuse me, I have to go grab my anti-clown protest sign and march in front of a certain someone's rehearsal studio in Williamsburg. Bravo, bravo. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) And I'm actually glad that I didn't bring up the tears of a clown (laughs) fracas that I experienced uh, yesterday when you told me about it. I, I, my jaw dropped. I was like, please don't go there. Yeah. But we shall see. We shall see. You know, I mean, it chapter two is coming out this fall. So hopefully that'll inform her not to bring <laughs> clowns into the fray because Jeez. it's, you know, it's it's inadvisable. So I I'm glad to be back. Uh, this was really fun. I'm I'm so excited that you guys are still on board and you know part of the MLBC podcast community. Um You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to like and give us a five-star review. 
And if you want to send us a note, you can do it through our Instagram or you can go to mlvcpodcast.com and uh, you'll find links there. Stefan? Tony, it's been great being back. I feel like uh, I had a void in my life without the MLVC <laughs> podcast and now that void is filled. I couldn't wait to get back in and start recording and I look forward to our next episode. Um, so stay tuned, guys. You'll hear from us very soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.